0: This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you are listening to Core Brain Journal. It's a place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting, different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome, board folks. Dr. Charles Parker, one more time hosting here at Core Brain Journal, where we bring some of the brightest people from international venues to comment on the interesting evolutionary changes that are taking place in neuroscience, psychiatry, mind practices. And today we have a very interesting guest who's going to talk about energy and energy relationships and transformation. She's coming to us from Dubai, and her name is Silk Glob, and also Silk Celia. And Silk, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, Dr. Parker, for inviting me.
0: It's going to be fun. So what I'm going to do is say a couple of quick words from our sponsor and then formally introduce Silk to you. CoreBrain Journal is supported by Great Plains Laboratory. They are deep international biomedical testing leaders for improved, targeted mind science details, our favorite topic here. As both laboratory and webinar global thought leaders, they provide the most comprehensive set of hard data measurement tools for real biomedical answers beyond guesswork. And they also provide multiple training webinars for both the public and indeed our medical providers who are interested in expanding their thought patterns on how to use this data effectively. Check out their website for references and testing details. And take note here, they do have a special offer. You can register for a complimentary test drawing. These tests are valued from anywhere from $200 to five, dollars $600, and you can get into a drawing opportunity this week over at this following website and set your name in there. So it's Laboratory.com forward slash CBJ. I was taking a moment to pause and see if there was something else I was going to tell you about specific tests. They have so much information there about tests. I just hesitated and said, look, let's just send people over there and take a look and see what's happening. So You folks will enjoy them. We have several different people talking here on Core Brain Journal from Great Plains Laboratory. One of them is at 190. Now, Silk is an interesting person. She's a psychologist who helps refresh people regarding their brain-mind, get this, folks, in four hours using super learning techniques. She combines a number of different therapies, including rapid transformation therapy. We're gonna hear about all these in just a minute. Theta healing, honestly, I don't know anything about this. I'm looking forward to learning with you. Neuro-linguistic programming, we've had some other people talk about neuro-linguistic program, and systemic constellation. That sounds like a very wonderful, comprehensive approach to create an incredible, powerful program which brings fast change that's sustainable and helps clients to overcome profound personal issues. She trained with pioneering hypnotherapist, Marisa Peer, Marissa Peer, to rapidly change the limiting patterns of subconscious mind in minutes instead of keeping along the imprinted supportive habits and previous suggestions that have been ruling your life. So she then uses these techniques to uncover the root cause of presented issues by going back in time. So what she lives now in Dubai, she's originally from Germany, and she wants to elevate our thinking and behaving so that we can get into the world more completely and lead more effectively into the future. So with that, I'm going to pass the ball over to Silk, to have her tell us a little bit about all these different ways of thinking about things and how she decided to take this, if you will, I kind of don't like the word alternative, I would say comprehensive path that she's currently uh, involved with.
1: Thank you very much, Dr. Parker, for giving me such a nice introduction. And let's start with my premise that I really believe that you can change within minutes by changing your mind and your brain. And before I go into the techniques, I would like to invite you to think about three principles of our mind. First, your mind does exactly what it thinks you want. I give you an example. Recently, I was really fed up with my boss. I could not smell him anymore. And what happened, I got a blocked nose. And why was I really so mad about my boss? Because I felt really not fairly treated. And there is exactly an area in the brain which is called the insula, which reacts when you are not treated in a fair way. So I felt mad, I could not smell my boss anymore. And so my mind thought, let me do something she can't smell him block her nose so that she can't smell him at all this is the negative side when we give ourselves negative suggestions another way is for example sometimes i'm in the gym and i'm just 59 kilos heavy but i lift up 100 kilos actually Mm -hmm. but before i do that I really imagine I can do it. I already see myself lifting up these weights. And the moment I think, oh my God, I can't manage it. I can't lift them up anymore. So it's actually what you're telling your mind to do, to practice that on your own You can, for example, sit. It's a very old technique. It was even there before mindfulness came to the market. It's called auto-suggestion.
0: Auto-suggestion.
1: Yeah, you know that, where you just tell your arm, my right arm is very heavy, my right arm is very heavy, and then you go to your left arm, you give yourself that, these suggestions, and then you continue from your arms to your shoulders and to your legs. It's very, very powerful because this really proves that you can tell with your mind, you tell your body what to do. And this is really a great proof of your mind does exactly what it thinks you want.
0: That sounds very interesting. I, uh, I forgot that you can see maybe, you know, you have a video on. And I couldn't see you, so I didn't know where to take it. Uh-huh. But that auto suggestion is an important point. I mean, basically, what and and you can train a person to more effectively practice auto suggestion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's also used in uh, psychotherapy, it's used in psychiatry. When I did an internship in uh, psychiatry, this was one of the methods they used, just to train the person when you're in a fear state or some compulsive behavior comes that you give yourself these auto-suggestions. And you have to train it for some time, but then it comes automatically. You just say, my arms are heavy and your arms are really heavy already.
0: Well, that's interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really good. The next uh, principle is that your habits of action are in fact a habit of your thoughts. And if you have uh, heard about some neuroscience research where they put these like brain scans from people, and you could see that before even people consciously were aware about a decision, the brain, a certain brain area was already activated before they even were consciously aware of that. This shows that before you even carry out an action and you're even not aware of your thoughts, there is already brain activity in your brain. This I found very, very interesting. Then I have um, I had a client who came to me and his biggest fear was to be trapped. And he came to me because of his financial situation. With him, I did a hypnotherapy session. So we went back in time and found some quite crucial incidences in his life. But with this belief, what he actually did, the moment he earned some more money, he made sure the money is gone because of what? Because he feared to be trapped, the more money he has, this means he has to manage that money. And again, this means less freedom for him. He has to take up in his mind responsibility for his money. And therefore, somehow unconsciously, he made sure that the money got lost. Is this not incredible? How your mind really tricks you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, during my study time, it was also uh, just to prove that your habit of action is a habit of thought. When, when I was studying, I felt very bored sometimes. Uh, I needed some distraction. And then my mind told me, I need something crunchy now. If I crunch something, this will help me. Luckily, I have programmed myself that the crunchy thing I needed were carrots or apples. And even during winter time, I went out of the house to find the next grocery, (laughs) to buy 10 apples or 10 carrots, whatever, because I believe just the moment I crunch, I feel much better. Now, take that one to drugs. People who are taking drugs, they're running on the same principle. For them, it is like, okay, I feel not good. I need something to feel much better. And I know the only thing which can help me at that moment is a drug or people who are overweight, yeah? who mm-hmm. also believe if I eat now something sweet, I feel much more calm. Mm-hmm. And this is a proof of uh, your habits of action are in fact a habit of your thoughts.
0: So true, yeah. you know, over here. Yeah. So, just to interrupt you for a second, what happens yeah. in the states uh, people who've worked in substance abuse recovery, you know, whether it's alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, it doesn't matter. There is a phenomenon called jonesing. I don't know if you're familiar with that phenomenon, but you know tell me. many yeah. of our listeners would be. And what happens is a person's been using for a long period of time. In fact, I just saw a new person today who's in recovery from alcohol since April. So, we're May, June, July, August, so we're only a few months in her recovery, and she had a serious alcohol problem. And we used the word jonesing when we were talking to her because what happens is, in recovery, if a person's jonesing, they start thinking about what it would be, and they actually then are guided back into relapsing because there's a certain energy that's tied up with jonesing on the idea and uh in the same way people who use cocaine can jones on powder, even a powder substance on the uh table can yeah. make them think of cocaine and make it and help them go off the beam and go back into a relapse because on some level that thought then encourages the subsequent action just to follow up on what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's the trigger. Yeah. A certain trigger creates that thought pattern again. And then it's like, yeah, it's something you can't control anymore.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: And a last uh, principle I would really love to share is that your thoughts are often thoughts and feelings you have are, often accumulated over a lot of events in your past and often conclusions you took as a child. And now the end comes and you have not updated it. So you are having thoughts still living as a 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old based on conclusions you made as a child. Going back to that client I have with the fear of being trapped The first event we went inside was in his mother's womb, and he felt trapped into it. He felt so squeezed. It was a very early age because he said he could not feel himself. Yeah, He had no body consciousness at that time. But this was the first event his subconscious mind took him to the event where he felt trapped. And out of this, he concluded he is trapped and other events followed in his life. Mm. Um, What also happens that you form out of an event in your brain, in your memory, there's a certain area also in your brain, we call it the hippocampus, and there you have a, a memory that's often an image with a certain feeling. It's often combined, and the feeling can easily also become a thought. It's created in the same area. Now, the hippocampus is there to keep all your memories, and these memories are even uploaded to higher areas of your brain and somehow interlinked and many associations. And this you have to know that when you're already grown up, you already have so many patterns of thoughts you're not even aware of yeah and who were used so many times so that this one became a very strong network therefore easily they can be triggered
0: yeah so true yeah we see that happen all the time i remember speaking with a person about this who uh had a catholic church near their home and the nuns dressed in the Old order habits, and uh, mother said something to him about the nuns and their habit, which was derogatory. And then he had that whole thing in his mind, just based on their habits, which which are interesting and attractive uniforms in a way. And yet, in his mind, he had a negative thought associated with that, which then went all the way over into Catholicism, the Pope, and Rome, and all this. He went way down wind from just the thought of his mother's negative comment about a person who wore that uniform
1: yeah a lot of these thoughts we even pick up from our environment how people when we're at a young age like until the age of seven we absorb so many thoughts because we first of all we imitate others we watch others how people are reacting to us and as a small child you often refer to yourself if your mother is not taking care of you at a certain moment you can't say ah mom was busy therefore she didn't look at me you always refer it back to you and you say ah because I was nasty, because I was not taking the milk of mom and therefore she put me just down. So you always refer it back to yourself until the age of four, where you can differentiate more between you and, and others. To sum it up, these are like very three very crucial principles, how our mind works. Now I, I have said, we have now... Created awareness, that's the first step. You have to create awareness, what your habits or thoughts are. That's the first step. And if you have that awareness, well, what is actually these conclusions? Well, on which programs I am running, let's say, mm-hmm. phrase it like this, on which programs I'm running. They are good programs and they are also programs which are hindering my development. And I have to figure out what are these uh, thoughts. And then I have to disconnect these thoughts. A lot of people believe if you just affirm, yeah, just affirm the positive belief, look at the positive side, it will help you. You will create new neural patterns, new programs, but you still have your old programs running. And if you're 35 years old, you have them running already for 35 years. And now you do affirmations for one year, the old programs can be easily triggered again. And now, Dr. Parker, my energy methods are coming in.
0: Uh (laughs) Aha. So you're going to help us with the disconnection. I can see that coming.
1: Yes, because now the disconnection comes. What are these programs? These programs are just neural patterns of neurons connecting to others, creating a certain symphony with each other. Yes. And how they communicate is through energy. They are chemicals, they are released, and they are taken to the other cell and open. But it's actually energy. Energy field is created. And therefore, you can also like, uh, take brain activities because it's electricity in, in, in your brain. So we have to disconnect these networks. And I use a method called Vita healing. It's an energy work where you can really scan into a person's body and you can witness how neuronal networks are being disconnected.
0: Now, uh, listeners, what she said is VITA, V-I-T-A, healing. Okay, just so we, point of clarification.
1: Yeah, so with this, you can actually disconnect it. Some others, like I trained with two different hypnotherapists, they use a little bit different methods, but bringing the old program tool to the back. And I use uh, this kind of energy healing to really disconnect the network. And I, I witness, and that's the important part of data healing, you witness that this network is disconnected. Now, as a person...
0: Uh, I can literally... Yeah. Excuse me for interrupting. I want to ask you now. Because yes, I'm following along with you, and I'm tracking, and I'm wondering, does a person actually... Uh, I'm trying to ask the question that our audience may be interested in as well. I'm, I'm interested in it myself. But did, does a person have to be in a hypnotic state? I think a lot of people are worried about what a hypnotic state is, and do they have mm-hmm. to be in a hypnotic state to accomplish... This disconnection process so they're not in turmoil by the past. It's it's running its own kind of automatic plan.
1: Yeah. A hypnotic state is like a state where you're in a kind of trance. Have you ever do you go home on a daily basis and you use the same road? Yeah. Dr. Parker. Yep. And in the end? It's like automatic. You, you just realize, oh, I, I'm already home. You're not looking at the uh, street and you're getting really aware of it. It's just passing by. You automatically even drive your car and whatever, and that's a trance state. Or if you're in prayers, if you pray really deeply or in a meditative state, that's a trance state. Or you're in full absorbed in time. You, you do an activity like, surfing yeah and Mm -hmm. you don't even realize time is just passing by and this gap of time loss that's a trance state and in hypnotherapy you guide the person in a very relaxed state and there are three levels you have the conscious state this is when you are aware what's going on yeah and also the brain gets a lot of information at that time then we have The subconscious mind, this is where we get access to our memories and the way to go into your subconscious mind is going into a trance relaxed state and the level under the subconscious mind is the unconscious mind. So a very, very deep sense of relaxation where you may not think anymore. So you're in a very deep sleep. And hypnotherapy is always done when you're still in this kind of dreamy state. Yesterday, a client asked me, so I could still think, I thought hypnotherapy is going deeper that I'm just blown out. I said, no, this would be an unconscious state. And we are operating here on a subconscious state. So the, the client is very much aware what's going on because he also has to find the events which caused a certain belief. Mm -hmm. So it's the client who is finding it. I have no idea where we will end up. I just guide him and say, "Now we're going back in time. And we are looking for the very first event or a vital and vivid event, which explains it now why you have that belief or that feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you count back and then the client finds himself in, in a situation. And the funny thing is people already come to me and they say, ah, I know how I developed it. I know it was this event with my mother or it was this event uh, with my colleagues yeah, or with my peers. When we go back into this hypnosis and they find the events, their events they were not consciously aware of. I had a client he had forgotten that he once lied on a bed in hospital and was declared dead. Mm. And this one, he has forgotten over all the years. The doctor gave him two hours and the person could listen what the doctor said to his mother. The doctor said, okay, we just give him two more hours, but I don't believe he will wake up. And in hypnosis, he found himself that he wanted to cry and shout out, I'm still alive, I'm here. But he was unable to do it. And luckily, after two hours, he actually came out of this unconsciousness.
0: Mm, wow. Yeah. That's very and, interesting. Yeah,
1: and consciously, he would never, ever have thought about it anymore. He's in his 40s, and the event was when he was 13. So it's an age where you actually could remember that, Yeah.
0: So it's interesting because it sounds like what you're saying is a uh, somewhat novel idea in that individuals are in trance states all the time. Yeah, I'm asking you this question. I'm not saying this is what you said. I want to have a point of clarification. Yeah. But it's it's like we carry along pre-conscious, unconscious, whatever the word would be appropriate. Trance states that we have illusions that we're living in based on certain misrepresentations of things that happened in the past. And, and, and what you're saying is, look, let's put the person in some kind of a mental state where they can go back and reprogram that trance state because they're living in trances all the while. So just doing a somewhat hypnotic trance to reconnect with that previous roadblock, that previous yeah. detour could yeah. then help them refine the path that they're really on.
1: Yeah, and uh, he has actually forgotten. Consciously, he could not remember. He had just buried, buried that thought. And when you go back, that, uh, first of all, we find out what the event was. Also with alcoholics or people who are on drugs, you would do the same. You would say, where's the beginning of all that and a lot of people come up with events when they felt uncomfortable. So, like the world of mind science, psychiatry, and mental health is rapidly changing with
0: innovative, comprehensive something. testing, and you that find takes it out that later, later, when you had
1: created this awareness of okay.
0: measured, detailed events, and
1: remarkably of thought actionable was plans. Created the key and phrase here is that there were definitely other events to it. Testing also we introduces a key parallel world unpredictability an and change to see, especially after multiple
0: medications we went back and our brief hospitalization, event arises years directly said, from the complexity of measurable years brain, now. body I have imbalances survived. and impediments I have that explicitly interfere with medical me outcomes in the and create yeah. costly I'm difficulties
1: that, I with inexpress
0: inexpress inadequately informed supplement in and medication trials. Great Plains provides human. a leadership team of biomedical experts
1: with advanced to laboratory insights, approved nationally crying, both by the yeah? FDA, and clear laboratory certifications, and is available internationally for both public stuck and medical professionals. And Great this Plains was laboratory when I let him power and express what he was not. Because I told you, he had all these thoughts in his mind, health. Health. but he could not they express it health. because he was unconscious. unconscious. But every still, time. he. Realize in addition, what's going they provide exemplary training modules. And this is how it works. Webinars so it's works and conferences to disconnect in to the old practice belief. Perspectives and it's good to do it in a kind of relaxed state. And do I always ask on for permission. Before I do work, I ask, am I allowed to
0: pull out that old and implement a new CBJ. positive yeah, corporate belief? What CBJ. would be
1: your positive belief you want to believe in now? And a lot of other therapies use that. You use that in EMDR, you take out the old belief, you make it weaker, and you implement and you reprogram a more positive belief, or not a more positive, a positive belief, which is really encouraging the client.
0: Yeah, you're going to enjoy listening both, I don't know if you've heard this, Silk, Uh, we've had some very interesting individuals on who talk about how they can actually have an accelerated response therapy. It's ART, A-R-T, and if you go to Core Brain Journal and and just put ART in that little search box there, we have two different people who are over on the Vet site for veterans. We've got corebrainjournal.com forward slash VETS, V-E-T-S, in which the veterans do. These people have a specific similar program where they use a combination of neurolinguistic programming and a rapid response transformational process. Now, that, the thing that you were talking about, I'm, looking, I'm trying to get the name straight here.
1: It's EMDR. I think EMDR is the pre-successor of ERT. That's a method which is especially used for trauma. Okay. And it's called eye movement desensitization. Uh, what is it? Eye movement desensitization reprocessing.
0: Yeah. Reprocessing. How does that differ now? Because I'm looking at the terms that you have that you're talking about. Would you say what you're talking about is rapid transformation therapy?
1: That's different. Rapid transformation therapy is mostly based on hypnotherapy. And uh, you bring also uh, things in from cognitive therapy and NLP. And this is a a name formed, it's uh, by by Marisa Peer, that's her method. It's called rapid transformation therapy based on hypnotherapy, cognitive therapy, and NLP. I put theta healing on top, but this eye movement desensitization, reprocessing, you also go back to the traumatic event. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people can't even see it, they just have to swap it like, three seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they're able to see the scene, that's again, you see the event, the image, you have a feeling to it and a thought, and then you use eye movements. You are stimulated that you um, move your eyes from the right to the left in a fast frequency And this now generates a, a pattern in your brain to process that event yeah and you will see the client the, the picture, the images the, the image changes, uh, colors change, and the feelings are changing more and more, and you do it until the client says, "This image doesn't disturb me at all anymore."
0: No, well, that's very interesting, yeah. Though. I'm going to ask you this. You mentioned another term there, and we're going to ask you this question when we get back. We're going to take a little break right now. And you mentioned theta, T-H-E-T-A, theta healing. And I would like you to just elaborate a little bit on that, how theta healing is related to this series of healing processes that we're talking about. One of the reasons, listeners, I'm so interested in teasing this apart for all of us here is because so much time can be wasted just going over these things in therapy without having the tools to come in and actually think about kind of a reprogramming process in a way that's efficacious and not so time consuming and it apparently uh, works. So let's come back in just a moment, we're gonna hear about Theta Healing. So folks, we'll be back in just a moment. Today the world of mind science, psychiatry, and mental health is rapidly changing with innovative comprehensive testing that takes both patients and practitioners into a new world of measured details with useful, understandable, and remarkably actionable plans. The key phrase here is cost effective. Testing also introduces a key parallel word for predictability. Psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medications and our brief hospitalizations arises directly from the complexity of measurable brain body imbalances and impediments that explicitly interfere with medical outcomes and create costly difficulties with inadequately informed supplement and medication trials over time. Great Plains provides a leadership team of biomedical experts with advanced laboratory insights approved nationally both by the FDA and clear laboratory certifications and is available internationally for both public and medical professions. Great Plains Laboratory is the primary laboratory we've used at CoreSight for years with excellent customer service for both patients and medical colleagues. They are on the spot, they get it every time. In addition, they provide exemplary training modules, which are webinars and conferences in an effort to broaden practice perspectives wherever you live do follow up on one of these complimentary test offers today at http great plains laboratory.com forward slash cbj yeah that's core brain journal cbj well thanks so much silk for this very interesting uh, discussion and yeah could you tease apart please this data healing and its relationship I know you don't know about ART, the accelerator response therapy I was just talking about, but you were talking about a rapid transformation therapy. We know about neuro-linguistic programming. Let's talk about how theta healing fits into all of that, please.
1: Yeah, theta healing is more like an energy work. It works again on the same principles. You have to find out what is the bottom belief. And in theta healing, you find the crucial core belief by asking, further further questions for example if you have a certain fear you start what is the worst thing which could happen and if this happens what is then the worst thing then and how does it make you feel so you really dig really really down when you have created awareness what really the bottom belief is then as i said it's more energetic work you pull that belief and in theta healing you believe a belief can be on your core level that's these are beliefs you accumulated during your lifetime from your childhood onwards then you have your soul level that's the beliefs of your soul when you came here on earth the third one is genetic level These are beliefs which are taken over from one generation to the other one, so ancestral beliefs. And then the other one is called history level. This can be past life events. It can be also group consciousness, consciousness of a whole society, or uh, beliefs you just pick up wherever you you are. These are the four levels. And then you pull these beliefs wherever it resides, and then you will it's more a spiritual that the client is also asked if he has a or she has a spiritual connection. It can be God. It can be the universe. It can be a life force, a very high energy. And you pull that belief and you ask that high energy to bring in the new belief and settle it on these four levels that I was talking about. And yeah. Say them quickly yeah.
0: again so I can get them down because I want to put them in the show notes. Yeah. Please.
1: Yeah, it's uh, your core level. Okay. It's your soul level. It's your genetic level and your history level.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. Well, that sounds interesting. And there'll be some references, folks, in the show notes because Silke shared some uh, books that would be relevant to this concept. There's one called Theta Healing by Viana Stiebel.
1: Yeah, so, she, she is the founder of that uh, mythology.
0: Very, very interesting. So when you do that, just another question that comes up as putting my psychiatric hat on here. Do you do this in a relative trance state yourself in terms of finding these different things? So they're in a state at the time you're asking these questions and looking for guidance from them.
1: Yes, in theta healing and rapid transformation therapy, you are in, in a kind of very relaxed state. And for the client, so that he's able or she is able to really connect to her subconscious and is not distracted what's really going on. Yeah, we have the prefrontal cortex and we, we need access to the hip hippocampus, which is more inside. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we have to yes. go a, a level more down, and therefore this relaxed state. And some, like yesterday, the client I had, he was always switching. Yeah, he he was analyzing while he was still in the state. I had he always bring back, and later I said, "May maybe in your case, I I should have brought you a little bit more deeper." Yeah, but it's him. Yeah, he is someone because he doesn't want to be trapped. And uh, therefore, to be trapped now in a kind of trance state was yep. difficult. So he went in and out. You have to bring him uh, always back. The other people, it was more, I never had someone who was fearful because I'm very confident and I, I make also a sh- short introduction to the people. And it, it's, of course, the rapport you build with the client. Yeah, and if they trust you and I explain them, it's uh, just you go in a very relaxed state, that's it. And they feel I'm not manipulating me because in the beginning I establish a safe place, I establish a wise adult. So whenever some really strong emotions are coming up, they have always a safe place to go to. Or mm-hmm. if they're still reprocessing after the session, They have an anchor, and anchor is like uh, something a record, like a kinesthetic recording Mm -hmm. of a positive feeling. And they can just press that anchor, like your thumb and your forefinger. You have anchored a very positive state, and they can press it, and they come back to a relaxed feeling. So we start off uh, very safe, and then from there, I say, okay, now we are going. Back in time, I don't start immediately.
0: Well, so take us uh, into this next concept. So we've talked briefly about each one of these, and obviously they really require more time to fully understand them. But I think it's interesting because they are intertwined to some degree. We've talked about rapid transformation therapy, theta healing, neurolinguistic program. We haven't talked about much, but honestly, we've talked about it with other interviewees. So I think the thing, the next thing I would like us to please take some time on. Would be systemic constellation. Tell us a little bit about that, if you will, please.
1: Yeah, in fact, it, it's something which came from a from a German guy, who borrowed something from Virginia Satir. So Virginia Satir was a very mm-hmm. known uh, psychiatrist or psychotherapist, and she worked with family members. So she she said, okay, an illness is not only the client; is also the members around, and then she. Put the family on stage, so she constellated family members, and um, the person who created it, family uh, or constellation work, he worked with Regina Satir, and he, he came to Germany. And he was a, a priest, a Catholic priest. He was also a missionary. What you do, you believe that a system also holds energy, and. A family holds not only the energy between the family members, but also members who are not there. People who were maybe forgotten from the ancestral line, people who died early, certain miscarriages, abortions, people who were committed suicide, people who did certain things. he calls it the secrets of the family, which were not really revealed to the next generation. A current family suffers, for example, from a depression, and it was first introduced in the psychiatric world in in Germany. In the beginning, only psychotherapists and psychiatrists were allowed to use that method, and it was also it replaced ten sessions of normal talk therapy. What is done is. There is a person who has, for example, a depression, and you are in a seminar workshop and you have different members participants and Now the client is asked to select from the participants a representative for his father, the mother, siblings, yeah, and himself, and he puts these people into the stage there is a defined place in the center, and the person put these people in place. And now the magic happens. These people have never heard anything about this family, but they feel as these people would have felt. And this is like the magic is happening. There are certain energies between how you consulate representatives what represents what is going on in the system of the family. And then you see where the distractions from the family system comes from. And then you bring up healing things. Sometimes you have to say, okay, I took over things which even belong to me. These were things my father was supposed to do. And then you do this exchange and say, I'm only your son. And I give you back all the energy I've taken up from you it's all yours. And then you become, again, in the right position. You're only the child and not the parent of your parent, whatever the the disconnection in that system was. And it's even used for organizations. If you have a problem in an organization, in a certain department, you also consolidate the people in that department and you see where the dysfunctions are.
0: The dysfunctions would be really in a corporation more in terms of their expectations and their preoccupations that would be negative regarding their colleagues. Uh, yeah. And they'd have to actually come come and and bring it up. Now, the con I'm guessing now, I don't know this. I haven't done this before, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tell it's us pretty, a little bit about yeah. how that works, because that sounds quite interesting. And I'm sure a number of our, int- uh, do you have an example of maybe
1: of a kind of consolation work? Okay, the the first time I experienced it, it was myself. I went to a seminar. I was brought by my psychotherapist at that time. And she had the option to go to a seminar with the big guy. So she brought us in, my sister and I, and we consolated our family. So we took people from the audience. No, in our case, the therapist did it for us. So she brought in people, my mother, my father, my sister and and me, and the strange thing was it was actually how that family worked. The people who were, for example, me, I was more okay I, I, it's too much for me, the family. I just want to be more at the side then in this case, it was my the psychiatric background of my mother. This came also out because from the family, there were also some a sister who died before her and who he was still part of her family system. So the therapist brought in that dead child or the dead sister, then my aunt. And then he put us all in a kind of healing position. And as my sister and I were, were around, we went into our position. So the representative of me went to his chair and I stood in and then he asked me, so how are you feeling now? And I said, very strange, I don't like it. And then he told me, do you know what? It's like an Eskimo who comes to Africa. He feels like that. And he says that in front of 100 people, I felt so ashamed. And I was really angry about him. But I really have to tell you the truth. My sister, we went home. We never spoke with anybody that we went to such a workshop. My mother changed. Her psychosis didn't come up anymore it just recited wow. were no strong episode anymore. This was very Thanks for listening to Core Brain Journal. I could not believe we're it. And working in this every day behind
0: the scenes the to bring you reports my he that said, oh, connect he research benches with those and street said, trenches.
1: Oh, Here we share he the, the complexity of, of mind science because, his,
0: as you know, details that really the do matter.
1: One of the most pervasive
0: misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications, like those written for ADHD, are used so regularly and without clear guidelines. But
1: the major thing was if that you think you'd like no more specifics, take a minute to
0: download anymore. my two-page I could not PDF. Pack with video about links and references, references on the absolute <laughs> essentials of, of how people. to start and ADHD medication. Like They're easily available at Corebrainjournal.com forward slash. Sure.
1: They all came with the clients. Thanks for
0: listening. It's interesting. Do so connect and stay it's tuned. It's a very interesting conversation. Together we I'm can make ask a difference. I'm summarize a little bit because we do have to wind yeah. up. But gonna, the issue would be, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have references for all this conversation because there's so many interesting facets to it. They're on the show notes at Corebrain Journal. And at this moment, she's going to be episode 264. What I'd like you to do in closing, Silk, is, first of all, answer the question, do you do this kind of therapy virtually, or do they need to come to Dubai?
1: I do it virtually. I do theta healing and um, transformation therapy. I do virtual, and I do systemic work in a sense that people do it with symbols, yeah, because we, we don't have representatives, human beings. Mm-hmm. I asked them, I guide them, okay, what is your problem? Constellate the problem. So I guide them. For example, a person came and said, I have, really have problems at my workplace. I told her, okay, consolidate yourself, your boss, and your work. She constellated it with objects. Later, we found out that the same problem she has with her boss was the same issue she had with her father. The boss was just a representation of her father. And then we healed it from there. So I, I can do it virtual because I will ask people to constellate it and then send me a picture. And then we discuss it.
0: Oh yeah, very interesting. Well, in closing, sorry to close this up. I very much enjoy it, appreciate talking with you. Please give us the reference where we can find you. And then they'll also be on the show notes.
1: Yeah, the easiest way is to go to my website, silkcelia, celia with uh, like Charlie.com. And there you find all the links to my YouTube channel. You find free gifts. There's a free hypnotherapy session to guide you how to find your life's purpose. And then there's also a recording to boost your self confidence. So well, you can great. find that on my my website and you can get it for
0: free. So listeners, it's S-I-L-K-C-E-L-I-A, silkcelia.com. Thank you so much, Silk, for coming on board. She actually spells her name S-I-L-K-E in terms of just her first name, but the website is S-I-L-K-C-E-L-I-A. So, so great. Thank you so much for coming on board. Look forward to uh, talking to you again in the future sometime. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you very, very much, Dr. Parker. It was excellent. Time was just flying by. It was, it was by it. Trance, yeah? yeah. <laughs> it really
0: did, yeah, so. All it right, have a good one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to CoreBrain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because, as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications, like those written for ADHD, are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.